Hello, my loves. Welcome to another episode here on the Love Alchemist podcast. I'm your host, Paula Isasi. I'm a self-love and relationship coach here to help you take your life, relationships, and confidence to the next level so you can experience real self-love and attract quality men or enhance your current relationships. So with that being said, I have a special guest today, Rachel Yap. Rachel is an empowerment coach, and she is currently building a community of women who have found their voice and are not afraid to use it. Rachel helps women free themselves from the boxes they feel stuck in, teaching them tools to break old patterns and beliefs that no longer serve them. She holds up a mirror, allowing the light within to be seen. What a beautiful space that Rachel holds women um, holds women in, to be honest. Like a, a beautiful container so they can truly see who they really are. So in this episode, we dive into why being single doesn't have to suck. And this is definitely going to be a holiday, holiday edition because a lot of times we have a tendency of wanting to fill the void specifically around holidays that um, trigger us to feel so much, trigger us to feel alone, sad, depressed, angry. Why am I alone? Why am I not in a relationship? Why, um, why, why, why? So many whys. And instead of leaning into the whys, why not lean into what is this teaching me? How can I learn from this, right? So, all right, my loves. So let's just dive in today's episode. All right. Yay. Yay. Okay. Um, yeah. Do you want to share how, like how we met? How did we meet? Oh my God. I, I want didn't you, I think you messaged me like, I think it was after Ruby posted something like that. Yes. Was, it was through DMs, but it was something along the lines of like something Ruby had posted and you you, you followed Ruby. We saw me through that page. Uh-huh, and uh-huh. We reached out. I don't remember what about what, honestly, like ancient history since then. We've just continued to talk. Yeah, I think we connected in regards to something about having the choice of like I think it had to do with abortion I think it had to do with women's rights something like something in regards to that I believe I pretty sure it probably was since that's what I was like talking about the most Mm -hmm. then so that has to I'm pretty sure yeah because I remember seeing something from I'm like it's just all coming back to me like how did we meet (laughs) (laughs) um but isn't that cool how we just we just created a conversation and it's just led us here a year later or actually even I feel like it's been longer than a year mm-hmm. and then of course we we work together a little bit do you want to tell the audience like how we work together um you were starting your heart activation mm-hmm. um program so it was really in a time where I was trying to figure out like what's my heart really saying mm-hmm. and you know um we dove deep I did the heart activation with you and then I did other like you had like little workshops like randomly Mm -hmm. that I did which all surrounded loving myself attracting like a partner and so now I think it's all like led up to here you know the whole like single doesn't have to suck for the holidays yeah and I really like this topic because I don't feel like a lot of people talk about it you know, Christmas and holidays and even Valentine's Day and 
New Year's, we always want somebody. And when I was single, I even noticed that I desired this. Like, how can I find a boyfriend? Or like, how can I find a date? Or how can I like be in some kind of relationship with somebody during these times? Like, how can I essentially fill the space? So I love that we're diving deep into this. Will you share your past experiences from the past couple of years in your relationships around holidays? What did that look like to you or for you? So, well, the holidays for me, like, I love the holidays. I love everything about the season. All, all the cliche things that you think about, like, I love, you know? And for me, like, that's always been, like, what I wanted, too. Like, like you were saying, I wanted that relationship, wanted that love. And I was in a relationship um, a few years ago. And it wasn't a good relationship. So, and, and I would say good if, if we just were on the same page. So that during the holidays, it was very much like, I didn't know if he was going to show up for me or not. I wasn't being able to be present with my family because I was wondering, is he going to show up on time? Mm-hmm. Um, is he going to show up at all? What is he doing? Why he's not here? Then New Year's, that used to be like our day. We, in the beginning of our la- relationship, Every New Year's, we were together. We were together on and off for about eight to nine years. Like It's all kind of a blur now. But um, then some years, like, we stopped making plans. Or, like, it just it wasn't working out. And the anxiety that I had, I felt so alone. I felt like I was, like, unworthy. And I was like, what am I doing? Why this person no longer wants to spend this time with me? Yeah. So the holidays were like a mixture of being in a time that I love, surrounded by like the decorations, the family, the Hallmark movies, all of this stuff. But my actual like love life sucked. Like I felt empty and sad and like unworthy. Yeah. What can I do more? How can I make this better? Like really Mm -hmm. trying to force it. I feel like did that, does that relate to you about? Yeah. Yeah. With the like, you know, what do I have to do to get that fair, that movie ending? Like, why is my, why is it not me? Like, and I, I started to feel like, is this, maybe this is what it's supposed to be like. Like, maybe I just, I'm not going to have that ending. Not everybody has that. And I start justifying in my mind that this is, this is it, you know, like, and at least you're not alone. So, you know, not, it's not a movie. It's like how I started to justify my mind that this mm-hmm. is normal. Yeah have having relationships like this is normal like we're supposed to be experiencing shitty relationships <laughs> and and then even after that relationship because that relationship kind of ended like a few years ago but I guess I thought about that when you said like you think like a relationship but I have dated you mm-hmm. know and then like when you're dating now like that's a whole nother ball game because like you're in a space of like uncertainty sometimes who is this person in your life do you invite them to your family events or are you feel away like if they don't get you a Christmas gift it's all of this like back and forth like internal dialogue that we do with ourselves that drives us crazy you know because there's no I want to say not date when you're dating someone who's not sure about you like that's what I want to say yeah you know like when you're dating people who aren't sure or are not in alignment with you then all these questions are coming up and it's still that like unsafe environment Definitely. Mm -hmm. And if you haven't regulated your own nervous system and you've done a lot of work around this, Mm -hmm. um, that can be very nerve wracking when you're going through this process because you're like, why is he, you know, that that's kind of where we start to overthink and we start to just 
really, I feel like I ruined a lot of New Year's and Thanksgivings and, you know, Christmases because my mind was not in the present moment. It was, what is he doing? What, what, you know, like, is he going to message me? Um, Am I going to get like a Merry Christmas or do I message them or whatever? So in your head. Mm -hmm. I was so in my head. So since we've been chatting a lot recently, um, I can tell you like you're obviously way more content with being single during the holidays. And this is what I really want to dive into because (laughs) what's changed and how are you different? Because I know so many of the women who listen to this podcast, they're going to benefit from specifically this episode. They're going to benefit from all of the episodes, but I feel like a lot of women struggle with being single during the holidays. I'm really glad that we're creating this together. So what's changed and how are you different? Um, honestly, I would say my mindset. And as, as simple as it sounds, it's such a hard thing to change. Uh, I was recently dating somebody, as you know, and he wasn't a bad guy. We, we got along on a lot of levels, but there were certain things that just weren't in alignment of like what we both wanted. Mm-hmm. And one day we were having a regular discussion and he kind of said, you know, like, I, I don't know if I'm going to feel that way. I don't know if I'm going to want a relationship. And something just clicked in my mind. And I was like, you know what? Like, I need to walk away from this because he doesn't want what I want. Mm-hmm. So if he already doesn't know, like, he doesn't know and I know what I want, we're not in alignment. Yeah. And so I told him, I was like, you know what? I think we should just, like, go our separate ways because... We don't want the same things. And I appreciate like the lessons that I appreciate the time and you being in my life. But I also know what I want. And I don't want to waste any more time in something that in someone who's unsure. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Afterwards, I mean, after I, I, it was a text message. I hate those kind of mess, those kind of conversations, but it was a text message. After I sent it, I felt like a little bit sad. and, And, you know, like I even like cried a little bit. And all of a sudden, I'm, I'm writing in my notes in my journal because I was at work. So <laughs> I'm writing my notes app in my journal part. And I realized that I was like, oh, my God, I just chose myself. I said, um, I actually have it. If you want me to let me read it to you really quick, because yes. I wrote something like so good. So good. Share it. It just kind of like came to me and I'm reading it back. And I was like, oh, my God, I broke the pattern of like waiting, waiting for someone to choose me. Like, oh, here it is. OK. There's nothing harder than walking away from a good man who just isn't ready for you. There's also nothing more freeing than the realization that you've broken old patterns of waiting for someone to choose you by choosing yourself. Damn. And as I read that over to myself and I said, holy crap, I just broke this pattern. And it, it's been a pattern in my life, not just in relationships with men, like romantic, but like with my parents, like waiting for that acknowledgement or my friends or like people in general waiting for someone to say like, yes, like I choose you. I see you, mm-hmm. you know? And I said, no, like I saw myself in that moment. And I said, I know what I want in my future. I know that I want to get married. I know that I want to have kids. I know that I want someone who wants those same things and has those same values. And I'm no longer willing to compromise these things so that I don't have to be alone because I realized that that's what I had been doing for so long. Like little compromises, like little things that I, you think are not a big deal. 
but you're giving up parts of yourself that are ingrained in you that make you who you are and um that just like blew my mind and and I did think about that I was like the holidays are coming up and you know now I'm gonna be like alone quote unquote but then I was like but now I don't have to worry about anything like I don't have to worry about like okay like we're in like a weird phase am I supposed that whole am I supposed to get him a Christmas gift is he gonna get me something like do I are we inviting him to like Thanksgiving and because we had began to kind of talk about those things you know Mm-hmm. and for me my family is a very like sacred part of me and I don't bring people in unless like I know so for me like to consider bringing him in I realized that I was at a point that he wasn't at necessarily when we were having that conversation yeah. and that's when I was like okay then no because I'm setting myself up like I already know internally that this is right now is not the time for him and I yeah and being able to let go of someone that you really care about, oh, that's so hard. That is so hard. You literally did one of the most bravest things. You're so fucking brave. And people might take that lightly. It's just like, oh, well. But when you're really in it and you have this particular pattern of always waiting for someone and always like, no, like I'll wait a little bit longer. No, you know, he'll get better. No, you know, <laughs> it's just like the same thing. It's like we're on like this loop, like, like a pattern, yeah, like this hamster wheel of fuck, you know, it's got, I got to get off soon, but it's not time yet. No, but no, but it's not time yet. You know, it, oh my God, you got to make the time. Right. So it's really amazing that, and I don't, I do not say this lightly that you chose yourself mm-hmm. because that is, that is when people will start to choose you. And you know what? I feel like this has been coming in different stages because I, I did reevaluate like my role in relationships. I know like a lot of the time, like with my, my ex-boyfriend, I, at first I was like, Oh, like why? I don't understand. Like I'm doing all this stuff. And you know, like I love him like unconditionally. And why won't he choose me? Like he says he loves me, but why can't he get it together to choose me? And I just, I kept, I waited so many years wasted, you know what I mean? Like in that space. And I, and I don't want to say wasted because I think everything kind of happens how it's supposed to, but mm-hmm. I feel like had I found my voice and my strength earlier, I could have cut that sooner. Yeah. Um, but I realized that no, 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 no. It wasn't him. He only did what I allowed him to do. Yeah. I didn't choose me. So I guess going back and like, I didn't, it just keeps like, it's like little steps. I think that we need to take. And sometimes it's hard to see because we, when we envision something, we're envisioning like so far out, like the big, yeah. big picture. Yeah. And we forget to acknowledge the little steps that we've taken to get there. Like it takes so many little steps mm-hmm. and to celebrate each, like each time you choose yourself in anything, if you choose to eat like a better meal for your body, you choose to go for a walk, you choose to say no to something that you don't want to go to because you just don't want to do it. Like to stop living our lives for other people and to really live it for you because you're the only person that can really make you happy. Mm-hmm. It doesn't. Yeah. I love that. It, it, you don't necessarily need to start quote unquote choosing you in relationships. It's, it's spaced around so many different areas of your life. And there are so many little steps because 
there were so many little steps for you to getting where you are today. Mm -hmm. And just like you said, we have a tendency of shaming ourselves because we didn't get there sooner or we're not there yet. Or it's, it's, we haven't broken the pattern, but if you're listening to this ladies, and if you still quote unquote, haven't broken the pattern, you're going to like you are, if you're listening to this, like you're on the right track. So, you know, give yourself some credit. It's, it's a learning curve mentally, emotionally, even biologically, because it's been ingrained in our DNA essentially to focus on everybody outside of ourselves, even socially as women. Yeah. Socially as women. Um, Rachel has talked about this with me prior. Um, but do you want to talk a little bit about how, yeah, just, just about how women are socially um, pretty much constructed to focus on others? Yeah. Um, well, before I talk about that, I just want to say on what you said earlier. Mm-hmm. Yeah, breaking the cycle, like listening to this, you were on the path to break it. And I want to just encourage that there will be times where you fall back or you know, you catch yourself in something that like, and you're like, oh man, I'm, I'm going backwards. But you're not because you've acknowledged it and you move forward or you have people to say, keep going. Like I've called you, Paula, how many times, like in that back and forth struggle, we talk it through, we work it out. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh no, okay. And you just keep going. So like, don't be discouraged if you take a step back sometimes because I know that can, you, you just, it's easier to fall back in. Um, just keep pushing forward and and break the next cycle again, like, or choose yourself again and the little things the next time, like, you know? Yeah. But yeah, so with women um, being like socially constructed to be, we're, we're considered the caretakers from the beginning, you know, like we're told, oh, you're so motherly or, you know, like it looks at it like we only have like one job and that's to be caretakers of our family, our parents, our siblings, other people's children, like even the professions that like, you see women in, quote unquote, typically, you know, um, nurses, teachers, and they're very much diverse now, obviously, like there are men who are teachers, men who are, I know men who are nurses. It's just that it's not typical to see and people still have these stereotypes, I think, you know. Um, for me, I, I um, grew up in a Caribbean household and most of the women are caretakers as far as like, they cook, they clean, they, you know, they were stay-at-home moms. Growing up, this is what I saw. Mm-hmm. Um, but now as I'm older, I do see, like, they're working, working women. They work and bring home. Like, I've seen families coexist when both parents are working. And, but they still do, like, take care of the, they still cook dinner. Um, it's shared responsibility. But I also am guilty of having that mindset because it's what we've learned for so long. You know, so it's hard to like rewire ourselves, rewire what we've been taught, mm-hmm. but it's not impossible. Yeah. Because if it was, we wouldn't be here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We wouldn't be, we wouldn't have been creating this podcast together. What have you been implementing within yourself to you feel like nothing's missing instead of feeling like there is? Um, honestly, I've been focusing on what I have. Uh you know, I used to focus, look at life. I was like, oh, like I'm unmarried. I don't have kids. 
but I look at the opposite now I'm like you know I get to look for my ideal partner and call him in um I get to have kids I still get to have kids you know eventually with the right person and I have my family you know I have my nieces who are great I get to travel like I have the freedom to travel well post 2020 and everything but before that you know like I've been able to do so much because I'm not where I thought I would be. You know, like I grew up thinking like I was going to be married by 21, kid at 22, be a stay-at-home mom because that's what I saw. Like that's what my mom what did. Um and I was like that's what I'm going to do. Like I just wanted to do that. I've always wanted to be a mom and I didn't see myself as anything other than that. Like I didn't know what I want. I didn't think like my sister knew she wanted to be a doctor. And I'm like, how did you know that? Because I always thought I'm just going to be a mom. Like, that was it. And um, when my plans didn't happen, that was when I started to spiral into that, like, that missing, like, oh, my God, like, I'm time's running out. I'm missing. I'm missing. But I realized, like, no, there, there are people, there are so many of my friends now who are single still and don't have kids. Mm-hmm. And I do have friends who are married, have kids, or single parents. Like I have like a whole spectrum of people and everybody's in a different space, but it's all so beautiful. And I just, I'm very grateful for the friends that I have in my life, for the time that I've had now, like because I don't have kids, I feel like, or like a significant other right now, I've had time to really focus on myself, really find out, who I am, what do I want? Um, and that's something that a lot of people don't necessarily get to do when they're younger. Because we have kids, your focus automatically goes to them. It's hard to think about you when you literally have these people who their lives depend on you. Yeah. Um, you know, and I, and I think that's why sometimes a lot of times we have like those midlife crisis, quote unquote, because at that point, kids are out of the house, and now you have time to focus on you, and so now you're coming into your own. Um, so I do feel a lot of gratitude that, like, I've been able to do that now, and focusing on me, focusing on me, like, that's really, like, what I do to not feel like things are missing. I get to decide what I want in my life, what I don't want in my life, and I'm not missing anything, because I don't need a man. I don't need you know, I would like one because I like partnership. I like relationships, but having somebody doesn't make me a whole person. I'm whole already. You're whole already. Like the person, everyone listening to this podcast, we are all whole as individuals. Um, we just have to recognize that because I think it's not necessarily taught as much when we're growing up. No, it's not. <laughs> it is not. You know, you always read something in regards to, you know, dating online, like, what is he, like, making me a priority, like, blah, 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 whatever the question was, in regards to, you know, someone that I was interested in, and it always talked about worthiness, it always talked about worth, like, you know, own your worth, what the fuck did that mean? Yes, like, you're like, what? These people talk about it and they make it seem like it's so simple, and I'm like, what are they talking about? And then one day it clicks and you're like, this is what they meant. And it is so simple. Like, 
It is, but it took me years <laughs> to fully grasp it. It was like a whole different frame of mind. Like I really did not grasp it. I had been Googling um, stuff about relationships since I believe at least 16, 17 years old. I've been Google like, that's why I do what I do because I had really struggled with um, worthiness and just self-love because I didn't, it was like a concept that I couldn't grasp. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not like I didn't try to understand it. You know, they'd say like, go and do something nice for yourself or, you know, go and focus on, on yourself. I'm like, well, how do you do that when like you're filled with anxiety and like overthinking about this one guy that you like or whatever? Like, why don't they get that? <laughs> so funny. It's, I blame Hollywood. <laughs> it's all these movies of like you meet this guy like in high school and your high school sweethearts and you're together forever or it's always like you, you know, it's like this one person. So when you think that you have those feelings for that person, you're like, this is it. Like, mm-hmm. this is that moment. But real life there's so many other factors that factor into that you know yeah a movie is only an hour and a half like our life is continuing after Mm -hmm. an hour and a half so and now you know a movie is also our our i'll i is our ideal life You know, it's, it's imaginary. Yes, we can have like those great moments, like the way you see in a movie and what have you. But at the same time, you know, they're in control of creating it. All we are in control of is showing up for our own lives and getting clear on what we want so we can create that in out. So it's, it's, a, it's a different fucking process. Um, and it's over time, not an hour, hour and a half to two hours. So besides all of that, what guidance would you give the single woman who's desiring to be in a relationship during this time? Um, I guess first and, fo- first and foremost, I would say um, be gentle with yourself. Um, you know, don't be hard on yourself. It's natural to want that connection and that relationship um but be present in the moment be present in where you are right now with your life like if you're single embrace it uh enjoy the time with your friends and your family like uninterrupted time because when that person comes into your life and they will come you will have to start splitting time between their family and their friends and your family and your friends so you know as much as it's it's beautiful that that relationships grow like that but you won't get this time back, you know, and appreciate the love that you are surrounded by with the people who already are here, like in your life. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, appreciate that you don't have to buy anybody a gift that you don't want to buy. <laughs> <laughs> you get to save some money, you know, some time that's not spent thinking about somebody else who might not be thinking about you. Mm-hmm. Um, if you love to watch like those movies like the Hallmark movies enjoy the movies for what they are too like those are the movies like you said that's your ideal relationship quote-unquote or things that you want and write it down write yeah. down the things that you actually want from somebody in a partner in a relationship um, write what you bring to a relationship you know um 
take this time to really focus on you, the love you can give yourself, and the love you can give the others who have supported you throughout everything, the people who are there for you. Yeah, definitely. We really um, don't take advantage of this time as much as we should. Mm-hmm. And what's really important about manifesting or attracting your ideal individual is by focusing on what you do have. Mm-hmm. That's like one of the biggest keys because gratitude is the highest form of receivership. So when you can be grateful for the friends, the family that are currently in your life, that's when things will start to shift tremendously. Mm-hmm. You can do this with money. You can do this with just so many different areas of your life. If you're wanting a promotion, be grateful for where you are currently at at your job, like the position, even if it sucks. Find something to be grateful for about it. What can you be grateful for in regards to being single? You know, Rachel just shared with us so many beautiful reasons um, why leaning into um, accepting and and loving being single is um, is beneficial for you. So create more uh, ways that you can be grateful for this time. Self growth, you know, um, spending more quality time with loved ones, friends. You know, more bubble baths for you. Just kidding. But um, <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, if, if that feels good. Yeah, if that feels good. Bubble baths. So during the holidays, we are triggered tremendously with family and even sometimes friends, right? Mm-hmm. And there is a reason why suicide rates go up during this time. How do you work through your own triggers and what's your process? Um, that's a great question. Uh, normally, I I want to say like, but I, so um, <laughs> when I'm triggered, not even in only in the holidays, but in general, mm-hmm. um, what I've learned to do is kind of just walk away from the situation. Like if if I'm talking to somebody and it's getting heated, you know, I'll excuse myself for a second, go to the bathroom, take a few deep breaths, and really think like, is this something that's worth getting aggravated over? you know, or, or those family events that come up and people say things to you like, oh, like, so when is it your turn to have a baby or get married because your younger siblings are getting married and having kids, you know, and, and it can be very, people, I don't think necessarily say that with ill intent, mm-hmm. but it can be very hurtful to people, you know, and I've had the, those times where I've been like, oh, like, why do you feel like it's necessary to ask me that, you know? Um, but now, like, I'll just, I know that it's not a malice thing that they're doing. So I just kind of breathe into it. And I, I'll either, like, you know, just kind of say, like, well, when it's my time, you know, not taking things so personally, just trying to, like, I can only regulate myself is what I remind myself. So I'll breathe, like, deep breaths to just kind of, like, breathe in what do I really want and let go of, like, that anxious feeling that's there. Um, I journal, I find that I'm journaling a lot more, um, whether it's actually writing, like when I'm home or if I have a quick thought or something's really bothering me, I'll just put it in my notes on my phone. It's something about like just getting out that thought from your head that kind of like mellows me back out. So those are probably the 
the two things I do. Yeah. Do you create like a mantra that will kind of help you ground yourself and reclaim your power? I don't think I have one actually. I mean, that's a great idea though. You know, I think that maybe in the moment, in the moment, I know sometimes I'll start telling myself a certain thing over and over to calm myself, like, just breathe, just breathe. It's probably just breathe, I guess. <laughs> my mantra. Yeah. Really just remind me, just breathe. Like, it's not worth it. Because at the end of the day, I used to find that I was getting agitated and upset and nobody else was because that person didn't think it was anything to get upset about. And then I'm sitting there like stewing in these thoughts and upset mm-hmm. and nobody else is. Because it's my own, it's my own judgment on myself. Yeah. Releasing that judgment of yourself. Yeah. Because we feel like we're not enough in that moment. Like, oh, we need to be elsewhere. Oh, we obviously need to be um, further along in our life or with whatever the case is. Sometimes it's, if we really look beneath the surface of that trigger, because it could be something like, oh yeah, that, you know, I'm mad at that person because they said X, Y, and Z. (laughs) But if you really dug deep, there's an underlying thought of or belief of I'm not enough sometimes mm-hmm. it just goes back to worthy or to just being enough yeah so reminding yourself that you know I'm, I'm, I'm perfect as is like everything is working in my favor and I just get to breathe because I already know that I'm enough I might not feel like I feel like I am in this moment because someone triggered me but there's truth that I already am despite the fact that I feel like shit in this moment. So how do you deal with, (laughs) right? How do you deal with wanting to reach out to an ex or someone you recently ended things with? What do you do? How do you decide not to reach out to them? And what do you tell yourself? Just don't. (laughs) No, it's easy to say that, right? But I was very much a person who would feel like, especially around these times, like, you just want that closeness again because it goes back to like feeling like you're missing something. So you want to grasp onto. So I used to want to just reach out to the person and I would do, I just send a text message like, hey, you know, and they'll answer probably like more than likely they're going to answer. And, but I never felt good after the conversation. You know, I never got, they never chose me, quote unquote. Like they weren't, you know, like they didn't choose me after that conversation we went back to the same thing. So it's kind of like starting over again. So really, like, if you really feel like reaching out to an ex or something, I would say, again, going back to journaling, writing it out first and really saying, is this something that they need to hear? Or is this just something that like, I feel like I need to say, but it's not going to change anything. Mm -hmm. You know, like, um, that's important. mm -hmm. Because sometimes we, we say things and we, it's important to us. Yeah. You know, but to the other person, it really isn't. Like, they don't need to hear that. It doesn't serve them. Yeah. You know, it's, it's kind of just to get it off of our chest. And it's not fair either. It's not fair for us to put our shit onto somebody else. Yeah. So I would say really before you do it, like, don't automatically reach out on that first impulse. Really think about, like, Am I reaching out just to say hello? Am I reaching out because I want a certain result from this? Why are you reaching out to this person? And if you, in the end, if you decide like 
you know what I do really want I do want to just say hello and have this conversation then I mean if that's right for you at that time then do it you know like nobody knows what's best for you but you just like Mm -hmm. nobody knows what's best for me but me nobody knows what's best for Paula but Paula and you'll have to you have to decide and kind of like navigate through these relationships in order to level up you know because I have I have reached out to people that I'm like I know I shouldn't reach out to this person but you do it anyways and it reconfirms like I knew I should have done that so the next time I'm like do I really want to do this again and I'm like no I'm not going to do this again and then it's growth again back to the little steps Mm -hmm. yeah because sometimes we have that impulse and then the second time when we we create awareness around it Mm -hmm. and the third time it's just like well I think it's time to just trust myself because I obviously didn't listen to myself last time even though I knew I shouldn't have reached out but I did (laughs) so it didn't feel good because nothing fucking changed it was like exact same kind of vibe that I've been getting from him anyway (laughs) yeah Yeah, that intern that internal conversation I've had many times just like what was the like what's the point of this that was something for me that used to come up a lot. Like, what am I doing? What's the point of this? Like, we're not going anywhere. It was like a vicious cycle that I wanted to just stay stuck in, stuck in the drama. Because we're comfortable. It's easier. What's that saying about um, choose the evil you know, quote unquote? You know, like, it's easier. It's easier to stay comfortable in what we know than to let go of and wait to see what happens of the unknown like that fear of the unknown mm-hmm. and I mean I go through it all the time but I honestly will say that every time I've let go of something that wasn't serving me even though I had I love the comfort of that like toxicity I, when you finally let go like on the other side something better always comes along like it's always something that makes you feel better about yourself you know, like you gain that self-confidence, you gain that empowerment, like you empower yourself, you meet people who add to your life, whether it's a new lover, friends, um, acquaint- like people who will bring more to your life. Mm-hmm. So, oh, yeah, so good. We're coming to a close here, but I just wanted to ask you, is there anything on your heart that you know intuitively that needs to be shared with those who are listening? I would say listen to your heart. As cheesy as that sounds, again, like you know, you know what you need and nobody can take care of you like you. And build, build a good support system of friends, family, people who see, see your strength when you can't see it. Wow. Yes. That's really important. So that is a wrap for today's episode. If you're wanting to get in contact with Rachel, you can follow her at I am Rachel Yap on Instagram. Before we go, I want to ask you, Rachel, what are you currently offering? So if any ladies here are desiring to work with you or get in touch with you or just read your content, want more connection with you, how can they how can they do that um well currently i am offering free discovery calls so 
if they go to my Instagram page, there is a link in my bio. Um, and I think um, I can give you the link too, because you said you can put it in the notes. Yes. So I'm definitely um, going to add the link to the show notes. And so click, click on there as well. You know, you can email me, DM me if you have a question before you wanted to do a discovery call. I love to talk to people, meet new people. So I'm always here. Beautiful. All right, my loves. Thank you all for joining today's episode here with Rachel Yap. Super, super grateful. I will see you next time here on the Love Alchemist podcast.